everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to the Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I get to talk to heroes about the paranormal and what excites them. On this episode, we talk to hero Alice Bag. Alice Bag is an amazing human, musician, band leader, teacher, activist, feminist. She starred in the fantastic LA punk documentary Decline of Western Civilization by Penelope Spheris and authored Violence Girl from East LA Rage to Hollywood Stage, a Chicana punk story, and Pipe Bomb for the Soul. Please welcome to your head and heart, hero Alice Bag. Hi, Alice. Hi, Bonnie. How are you? I'm <laughs> pretty good. How are you? Good. Um, thank you so much for coming on our brand new podcast. Um, we haven't really done too many, but mainly we just wanted to talk to heroes about stuff, uh, music stuff and um, paranormal stuff. But uh, you're one of the first people I thought of. Um, just because I, you, at the beginning of quarantine and stuff, I, you were making these like dance videos and all of this stuff. And I was just like, you know, the way that you imagine other artists and creative people is that they're just making stuff all the time, you know, and just so active and so busy. And like, um, watching those videos just made me like really opened up a lot for me. And I was like, just do anything, just do anything. Like, don't worry about where you start, just do anything. Um, and I just thought that that was so cool. Um, yeah. And I guess like, yeah, what made you, what made you want to do that? <laughs> That's funny that, you know, that people actually watch those. And um, I think what made me want to do it was just that I was feeling kind of sad, like sorry for myself and like, oh, I'm going to get sick and die. And I'm, I was staying indoors all the time. I was acting like I was sick, you know, drinking like hot toddies and eating cookies. And I just thought like, <laughs> this is dumb. I'm not sick. So um, you know, I started going on walks and then my dog was, um, I had a, a, a an old dog that was starting to really have a hard time uh, doing our regular walks, which were like you know, two 45 minute walks every day. So I was feeling very, I was feeling like my body wasn't, um, wasn't happy. Yeah. So my daughter started doing fitness Marshall, uh, which is, a a it's not a TV show. It's a, a YouTube, <laughs> um, channel where you can work out to one song. And I thought, well, that's easy. One song. And then we put on another one and another one. And I thought, why don't I do this with punk songs? Because they're using, you know, stuff that's not necessarily music that I would normally listen to, but it was fun while I was working out. So I just decided to start um, taking some of the punk songs that I was listening to and making up little workouts, (laughs) little workouts to them. And that was fun. So I decided to publish them. Um, and then I realized like, oh, well, now I have to do it all the time. And then the more I realized that I had to do it, uh, the less fun it became. So I, I put a stop to it after, I think I did like 10, 10 workout songs. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to do it when I feel like it. And it's yeah, fun. that's awesome though. That's so cool. And that's interesting that you, I feel like I did the same thing. I treated myself like I was sick. Like, like I had to like really, take care of my energy and really like slow everything down and like not do anything too exciting. Not, you know, just so much weird stuff. And that's, it's funny to hear you say that. Cause I didn't really think about it in that way, but it was like, 
Yeah, just like I was drinking tea, just taking so many vitamins, all this stuff. And it's like, you're not going out at all. Like, you definitely don't need to be like super healthy on vitamins. Like, you're just do your thing. But what's funny is that I, I tend to, like, now I swing back and forth from like, okay, I'm going to be really healthy and take my vitamins and work out and like eat healthy until like, let's have some cocktails and stay up all night dancing and, you know, do yeah. karaoke um, just with our family. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. I, but yeah, when you, so I saw those videos and then I was like, Oh, that's such a good idea. I should just have a dance party too. Cause I can't, I don't really like to stick to a, a workout schedule. That's just not in my, being to just like, like yeah, I want to slam some sweat out of my body today and get that heart pumping, you know, like, um, <laughs> but I realized that, you know, usually I play shows like every day for a month on and off. And it's like, I am physical, but so I was just like, yeah, I'll do that. So I started doing dance party, um, for a while by myself. And I was just, <laughs> you know, like listening to or watching you do it. And then like choosing my own songs and that, that was a real big help. So I appreciate your idea. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's I'm glad cool. that helped. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you another question um, is, so you, you wrote two books or yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did you like go from, I want to write a book to like, I'm writing a book to I finished a book. <laughs> like, how does that happen? I think it happened because I never set out to write a book. I set out to do a blog. And then once I got into the groove of doing the blog, like it's like when you form a band, you know, and you think like, I just want to play and you get up and play and then people come and they listen to you and they clap and they come to your next show. And pretty soon you have fans (laughs) that expect you to play. I think that's the same thing that happened with, uh, at least with my first book with violence girl, it was, you know, a blog that I posted. And then I, you know, I looked and all of a sudden I had a few followers. And then a couple of weeks later, I had more. And then they were giving me feedback. And, um, and I started posting like every day, Monday through Friday. And if I, I'd miss a day, they would like, you know, write to me and say, Hey, I read you every day at work. How come you didn't post today? Wow. So I had somebody to be accountable. to. <laughs> so then I felt like, yeah, I'm going to write a page every day. So, um, so I enjoyed it. And that's the most important thing. I think that's one of the reasons that I was able to do it. And I also happened to um, have a lot of stuff that triggered memories for me when I was writing Violence Girl. I had just moved. So I had a big plastic tub full of photo albums oh, wow. and things that I'd uh, saved for my mother's house, which were like newspaper clippings, as well as like her rent check and like documents from them like coming to work and like when my father was working as a bracero in the United States like all that stuff was accessible to me so it was easy for me to retrieve my memories and jot them down so one of them was like keeping it short like my my expectation was one blog entry a day which could be really long or really short and then also um having the support of the community feeling like people want to know what I have to say And then at the end, when I finished my blog, um, when I, you know, thought this is the end of the story, I actually wrote to the people that were following it and said, what should I do with this? And they responded, submit it here or there. 
And, uh, and I did, and that's how it got published. That's so cool. And do you think like having accountability outside of yourself, like really helps or, or do you think that that's something you can make for yourself? Like, can you have personal accountability? Definitely. I think for me, like even more than the followers that were like, that would write to me was the fact that I kind of made a rule for myself because at the time I, um, I had the house to myself from like seven to three, okay, <laughs> seven a.m. to three in the afternoon. So I knew that I would like get my daughter on the school bus and then come in and sit down with my breakfast and a cup of coffee and start writing. And then I wouldn't allow myself a lunch break until I finished like my first draft. So, so cool. that was my motivation. It was like, I want lunch. Can't have lunch until I finish this. That's fine too. Do you feel like your like um, work ethic or like discipline stuff is like something that you're born like you specifically is like born with like you know uh, strong disciplinedness or do you think it's something like you learned or what do you think? <laughs> I think it's I I know from experience that unless I have like lists and structures like I I need to do lists I need um time like times to do things or I feel lost like I just feel like I can you know oh I'm gonna sit here and read this oh I, like I feel like like everything in the world is gonna pull at me like that book looks interesting to yeah, me yeah. that tv show or that radio oh let, look my records are there what can I play you know <laughs> And I'll see a cookbook and like, oh, let me, let me bake some cookies. Everything will pull at me in different directions unless I have a to-do list because everything sounds like something I want to explore. The world is like full of exciting things. That's so cool. That's amazing. I thank you for it because I've been having a hard time. Like I've been just staring at the wall, honestly. Like I haven't even been like watching TV or listening to music or doing too much stuff. Like I'll just be, I'll like write a list a little bit and then I'll just like stare at the wall for like (laughs) hours um, just thinking. And I'm like, but yeah, I always feel like um, I think it's motivating and not bad, but I do always feel like everyone else has such a like ingrained, like, you know, inherent ability to like just wake up and produce you know, and uh, so I just was curious because you, I mean, you have for your, you have so many cool videos that are so like, um, just so exciting and so interesting and so many people are involved and you do so much like collaboration stuff and, you know, you have like the best musicians in your band, everything. So it's just like, how does she do it? You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, um, I just love being active. I don't feel... I don't feel um, like when somebody asks me, like, how was my day? I define a good day in terms of productivity. Like, I got this done. I achieved this. And that's what makes me happy. But I don't think that's necessarily, like, I, I don't think that's necessarily how everybody feels. Like, I think some people are really happy to have a chill day where they just, like, you know, <laughs> let the let the world guide them. And that's... That's cool too. I it's just not me, you know. Like I feel like I want to get things done. I feel like I feel like um, the world is like one big banquet, and I want to eat everything. 
That's amazing. That's so cool. I want that. Thank you for saying that. I love that. Um, our, and so you were a teacher. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm a teacher again. Oh, really? Yes. I just, <laughs> I just started teaching a class at Oxy. No way. Yeah. What class is it? It's called Access to Praxis. It's about like how music can be a tool for like social change. That's amazing. That's so cool. So it's like college age kids. It's college age kids and it's all online. I'm teaching through Zoom. So I'm having to learn like how to use different, um, different <laughs> technologies that I'm totally unfamiliar with, like Moodle and Panopto and, and <laughs> Zoom and like different, just different things that I'm not used to doing. Jamboard. Yeah. But so you know how now? So I know how, but I'm still like kind of like, you know, sometimes I'm in class. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put us in breakout rooms. If you get lost, <laughs> you can blame me. Yeah. So, uh, that's I'm, so afraid, great. I'm afraid I'm going to send someone out into the cornfield. <laughs> Maybe you might have. But yeah, when I've been like the beginning of this, I have my like 10 year old nephew come in and like figure everything out. <laughs> he, he was the one arranging all the like Zoom meetings. And I'm like, how do you even know this? Even my <laughs> five-year-old nephew, like, they know they know how to do everything. Like, I don't even know how to use a remote control anymore. And they're just like, they get, they're like, oh, fine, I'll help you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like they don't even, it, yeah, they know how well, to. Well, it is empowering to figure it out, right? But it is, it's a challenge, too. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Um, have you. I'm going to wipe my nose for all your Patreon yeah. viewers. Please. Um, <laughs> But before, did you teach um, younger kids? Yes, I mostly worked uh, with elementary school children. Actually, I worked exclusively with uh, elementary school children. I did like a few teacher trainings with adults. And I actually thought like, oh, I don't want to teach teachers. <laughs> They're yeah. the worst students. But, um, but college students are great. I, I was a little bit nervous because I've never taught college students. Um, but I have... Luckily, I'd had the experience of having to speak on, like, being invited to speak on college campuses um, because people were reading my book. So I'd had a little bit of experience with them. I just wasn't sure what it would be like to actually be, like, running the class. But it's wonderful. I really love my class. I like at the end when I have to say goodbye to them. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> You're so lucky to get like have a legend as a teacher. Are they? Do they? They know what's up. Like, do they know what's going on? And how lucky they are? I don't know if they. I don't know how lucky they are. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I'm not a professional. Um, it's it's interesting because I have a lot of like real world experience, but sometimes um, I feel like I don't have you know. A, a background in history or in uh, I, I never studied music. So if someone asks me a really specific question, I'll have to say, you know, like, well, I have to look that up and get back to you or else you can look it up and get back to yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's cool though. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how it feels to be you, but I like, you know, I saw like, these movies and things like decline of Western civilization and like all of those things, like when you see them at a, 
most ages, you're just like, that's the truth. That's the coolest thing ever. Like that's the most important time in history. Like, um, and please kill me. Like there's a few things think as a, as a young lady you read and you're just like, what? Like, Oh my God. Like I, you know, I can't believe that's a real time. Like that actually happened. It seems like it doesn't seem real. And, uh, I guess it's just, I guess it just, I want to say that it's just so cool as I've just admired you for so long and, um, and really you gave like the perspective of, um, perspective of like punk scene and sort of being like all inclusive in a way, in a certain way, especially to girls and stuff. And, um, and I think like sexual, different sexualities, different, you know, playing with gender stuff, all of that, I think is really neat because I, I really believed that, you know, like from seeing that movie and seeing that stuff. And I really believed that, um, the girls and girl type people like definitely were like made it so creative, like took the creativity so much further and pushed the boys. And like, particularly in LA, it seems like, the girls just like popped off, you know? And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think women shaped that scene. And I I have to say though, that I feel like it isn't something that is in the past. I feel like watching you perform is, I get the same feeling that you get watching something from the past. Like I get that same, like powerful, like energy of you all on stage, you know, like just like, I, I, I know there's female energy, but it's also androgynous energy. And it's also, you know, it's like it crosses, it, it crosses the boundaries. It's like, it's not necessarily something that's, you know, that fits that like, um, gender, like division. It's like, it's just this sexual energy, punk rock energy, like just. You connect so well with the audience. Your whole band is just, it feels like it's like <laughs> pumping, like a pumping heart beating together. It's oh, thanks so awesome. much. That's so cool. I think, yeah, it's like, um, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to people's gender. It's just like, doesn't, doesn't occur to me until it occurs, but it seems like, right. you know, before, um, I, my history with music, I wasn't really that aware of stuff. Like after the seventies, I just really, I don't know why I just didn't, I just liked early rock and roll, I guess. And like, so the only examples I had of like women in music was like sister Rosetta Tharp, you know, like blues people are like Tina Turner. And it's like, um, I think most people try and emulate their heroes, but you know, like, it's like, I can't really emulate Tina Turner. Like I'm not all about like <laughs> dancing, you know, and she's just like, but you know, it's just cool to see like um how these scenes are created for like safe places to go for like outsiders and loners and like, um and how a lot of like the stuff that happens in high school or teenagers and stuff like that is really about like clicks and like, dividing and you know not not coming together but like that's a different difference with the music scene kind of it's like it isn't like about your body like as in sports where it's like they make fun of people for not being big enough or whatever it is that is important like jock stuff but it's like in music you can be any shape any thing and like you can be just as much a part of it as like 
anyone else. Like it's, it doesn't matter what you were born with. It's who you become kind of. Exactly. Yes. And it's how creative and how original you are in expressing yourself. Yeah. And you did that so good. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And you do it too. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. I just, I think, yeah, you're just super, super special, important part of the world, you know? (laughs) Um, Thank you, Bonnie. I feel the same way about you. (laughs) That's just so crazy. Thank you so much. And yeah, we, and we play, we both play with Ricky. Yeah. Which is, thank you for that. That's like a, so, so destined friendship. Like, uh, yeah, it was just, we saw you, you record at Station House where we record. And oh like, yeah. And we, we both record with Mark too. Yeah. How did you find Mark? I found Mark through the sex stains. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I was cool. hanging out with uh, Allison and then um, I saw sex stains and I thought like, oh, I want to, I'm going to talk to that guitarist. Yeah. If he'll play with me. And, um, you know, Allison said it was cool if I borrowed her guitarist. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but anyway, wait, can we get back to Ricky for a minute? Yeah. I to, uh, Ricky's... Uh, Ricky had actually told me the story of the ghost in her house. Yeah. Uh, but I listened to it um, recently and it was so good. It was so freaky. <laughs> the, like, it is really. The back door opening and the. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, she told me like the first night of tour, the first time we played with her, we drove out to Nashville, our first shows in Nashville. Um, and we drove out and she flew out because she's a teacher and she couldn't waste five days driving across the country but so we met her and we were like she's really cool like we only practiced a few times so didn't really know her and then the first like we get to we play the show it was pretty fun like so kind of you know just like that energetic feeling of like okay tour is starting like we're best friends now um (laughs) and then we get to the motel room and she's like oh just so you guys know um a lot of the time at night I see portals and like I see spirits walk through them and I might just talk to them. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh God, no. Like just like, send her to another room. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, um, okay. Like, are we supposed to wake you up if that happens? Or she's like, no, it's better not to just don't worry about it. And like, so that tour, I was like, okay, I'm sleeping on the floor, like, and I made like a pillow fort, like around my head. And I was just like, oh my God, please, please, please don't see ghosts tonight. Like, I can't, I can't handle that. But when we started, like when she came on the tour and when she's been in the band, like our, our supernatural and like paranormal experiences have like jumped up like 20%. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we have a lot of synchronicities and weird stuff, but like just, yeah, getting that one extra person, it was like every night was like, wait, what? Or just like so much stuff where you're just like, I don't even, it's not even weird anymore that we saw whatever we saw. It's not, you know, it's not weird anymore. Like, um, yeah, we'd just be listening to podcasts and drive through some town we never heard of. And in that podcast would say that city like that day, just things like, like that happened like yeah. four times. And we're like, what is going on? Like this, <laughs> is this, is this a simulation? 
like, but yeah. Um, yeah, that story is, is wild. She's another highly motivated person. I, I just think I'm just think that's the coolest thing in the world. Like if I could switch anything or like wake up with a new, um, superpower, it'd be like just motivated, like, fast-powered like train woman you know <laughs> she's well awesome. she's she's very yeah you're right I mean I know that when I've played with her she will record a rehearsal and then she'll go home and practice to the recording it's you know and like figure out how many beats per minute it is and practice yeah. with a metronome and do like everything to yeah. prepare which is amazing yeah she prepared that's yeah, that really is not that common, but she, yeah, she's always super prepared and she'll like think of songs because we want to make a record for dogs and she'll like, I, <laughs> I was just like, Hey, if you think of any cool songs for your dogs, just like, let me know. And she'll actually like send voice memos and you know, that's very like vulnerable to just be like, Oh, I'm going to sing this song and it's, uh, you know, about the dog loving the rain or whatever and send it to someone like I, it almost takes me like a month before I can show these guys like my ideas, but she's just, oh. yeah, she's like a real magical, magical, magical woman. <laughs> Bonnie, I have a dog song I'm going to send you. It's really? Friends. It's only for friends. Yes. I want to really hear it. sappy song called oh. Dog Eyes. Yeah, I want to hear it. I, it's this whole, the dog record idea came from like, I, to like one, one thing I do, one, uh, not uncommon thing is like, I'll just like scroll puppy pages and just like, <laughs> I'll spend like a lot of time just like, you know, cause your phone has so many, it's just trying to make you buy stuff. So I try and like get away from that and just go to the puppy section of my phone. Um, and when I was playing it, I noticed my dog had like, like the songs like, dun, 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 you know, like the little songs that they go along with the puppy videos. And like my dog like sat up and was like, oh, and like really liked it. And I was like, wait, what? Wow. And I was like, oh, I can make a record. So when you leave the house, the dog like has like this fun sort of like Japanese music to listen to. So that's dog, the You come of- home and your dog's having a dance party. Yeah. <laughs> the neighbor's dogs are over. Yeah. They're like sipping beers or whatever um but yeah i want to hear your dog song um, yeah i'll send it to you I'll send it yeah to you. <laughs> and then i guess oh one question i have for you is okay so you you're you everyone leaves the house everyone's gone you're you're dressed you're ready you're gonna go maybe meet some friends on the town but you're gonna walk there like you're all, you did your makeup, you're wearing an outfit you love, you're feeling great, like walking. What song plays when you're walking? Like what's in your mind? Hmm. Got it. It would change every day, but just okay. when you were saying walking, I'm thinking of walking on sunshine. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because that was kind of a joke song that we had. Um, that was kind of our band song for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were just for some, we were making fun of our bass player, um, Dave, who <laughs> loves that song and we play it all the time. And then, uh, we were going to do punk rock bowling, um, a couple years ago. And I got there. I was the first one there and I got, uh, 
to Las Vegas and there was this big banner for Katrina and the waves who like, I didn't even know they were still around. So <laughs> yeah. So probably walking on sunshine, just that's amazing. Can kind you of ugly, like, <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> no, that's so cool. That's so amazing. Like, well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and so do you believe in, or have you ever seen UFOs? I have never seen UFOs. No. I, and I've looked for them, but I haven't. That's fair. So I thought, I thought, I, I'm like, let me take that back. I was driving from California to um, Arizona through the desert. And I remember seeing these unexplained lights and thinking like, what the hell is that? And, you know, it was never explained. And then, you know, people just made up all kinds of other things that it could be. So I just said, okay, it's that. It's not that. And then another time when I was in Arizona, um, I remember having this experience where there was this intense lightning and um, it kept, it was like I had the, the shades drawn. The house was completely like, you know, it was bedtime. So everything yeah. was sealed, <laughs> but the, it lit up the whole house. So it felt like daytime and it was constantly happening. And it was just really scary because my dog didn't react and my daughter didn't wake up and nobody else noticed, but it was like, it was this crazy lightning and I was just really scared. I thought it was, you know, no, probably just lightning. (laughs) That's so scary though. I think, I'm from here, Los Angeles, and I'm not used to changes in weather or like extreme weather stuff. But um, yeah, I'm kind of scared of lightning. (laughs) Like when when you're in like Kansas or Missouri or somewhere, like you can see 10 different storms at once because it's so flat. And I'm just like, yeah, there's just so much stuff we don't that probably is normal. But that seems so, so scary. Like I didn't know. Yeah, there was a storm here once where, like, lightning was just hitting, like, like, I thought it it moved really fast, but it was just, like, hitting the same area for so long. And I was like, this is never going to end. Like, it doesn't seem real. So, yeah, it's, weather's, weather's that, a trip. <laughs> that must have been what was happening because it felt like it was, like, right over my house and it was just, like, light on, light off, light on, light off. Yeah, that's. <laughs> what is going on? Nobody tells you that that's, like, an option, you know? It seems like. <laughs> Because in movies, they're always like, count, if see if it's coming closer or farther. And then if it's not moving, you're just like, it, yeah, it doesn't seem real. And it is scary. It's like, it's fire from above, you know, like, uh, and it can change everything. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the extent of my extraterrestrial encounters. Cool. <laughs> which is just lightning <laughs> no it's exciting i i have like a bunch of um i collect old magazines like cult and stuff from like uh, the 60s and 70s and they're one of the magazines just has like um the centerfold is like celebrities and ufos and i just thought that that was so cool that like just back then like i have one right here on my wall it's like bowie talking about his belief in aliens. And I was always like, that's so cool. People should just like, instead of asking, you know, like, so who are you seeing or what are you wearing? It's like, I just think people should ask, like, do you believe in UFOs and aliens? Uh, Do you watch uh, um, um, the, what is it? Ancient 
ancient aliens? <laughs> I don't, but I really want to. I really, really want to. Um, we, we watch it a lot around here. It's kind of fun. And I just found out, like, I was doing uh, Ancestry, and I found out that um, my last name is Basque, and um, and that there was one of the experts of the ancient alien theorists were talking about how, like, the, the Basque language um, is so strange that it was, you know, it doesn't have any other, uh, it's not related to any other language. Oh, and then wow. they started talking about Aztec language and they're like, it's, it's, that's true with Aztecs too, you know? And then they said that like the blood type, um, the negative blood types yeah. of Basque people are like, could be, um, yeah. could be linked to, to aliens. You're an alien. And then, and then they said something similar about Aztecs. And I'm like, wait, Aztecs and Basques? Those are my people. Maybe, maybe there's a chance that I'm part alien. I think probably that's so cool. That's so <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, I need to catch up on that. I got like, um, my, my interest in the extraterrestrial, like, skyrocketed at some point and I was like taking in so much information and like um going to conventions and like going to support groups and all of this stuff and then uh at some point I was like you know you burn out but so but I should I should get back on that horse and I should watch Ancient Aliens um that's cool. it's fun I mean I, I feel like I, I I feel like it, you have to be open minded about everything, and you also have to be you know a little bit skeptical. Yeah. And if you can find your your way to the middle of that somehow, I think it you know it keeps things interesting. It keeps you you keep your uh, possibilities open. Yeah, totally. Well, there was this show that was on um, whatever Netflix, what have you, uh, a couple years ago that was. Um, basically after like the freedom of information act, uh, all of the CIA files open. And I think it was like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically like open files. And it was 40 hours of like all of the CIA files. Um, not all of them, but like the biggest stories in the CIA files. And they were just like, so, cr so crazy, but like completely a hundred percent, like, how they probably are in ancient aliens, like taking it a hundred percent serious and being like, okay, there are 72 races of aliens. Like just being like, this is a fact. And like, I watched it. I, I actually watched like all 40 hours all at once. Cause I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like learning so much. And then, you know, being skeptical about certain things. But then I was like, well, where am I drawing the line? Like, like either I believe that these guys know how many races there are or, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's so much fun to learn about. And it, to me, it seems um, like I, I like to read books from like the 60s and 70s and 50s about UFOs and stuff because it's there, there's no way that, you know, people in these remote towns could have the same stories, um, you know, or just connecting the dots between all of these similarities. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's all pretty interesting. But I appreciate you recommending the show because I, yeah, I'm getting sick of staring at the wall. I want to like get some entertainment going. Um, yeah, it's fun. And definitely, you know, some theories are more plausible than others, but I think it's all interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and it's just a lot of times it's just, um, 
about learning about other cultures and how they interpret it is worth uh, the, the price of admission. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Do you, sorry, do you have like a schedule that like, do you guys have a schedule at your house of stuff or does it just change every day or what's it oh, like? Oh, um, you, well, I, well, for example, during the week, I, now that I'm teaching, I come into my little, my little room <laughs> and I, um, I kind of have like a little office set up. And then, um, my husband has a little office set up in another room and uh, my daughter does her thing. And then usually we meet for dinner. Um, we usually take a walk if, if time allows, we take a walk. That's so and cool. if we don't, um, if we don't take a walk, I, I try and get everybody to do either play Wii or, uh, or do some kind of movement together. Like That's awesome. I tried to get them to take dance classes with me, but they wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Have you done the pony sweat? I love pony sweat. That's yes. Cool. Everybody here loves pony sweat. Pony That's sweat cool. is one, one of the options. Sometimes we do very low key thing, uh, you know, like just walking in place. Like, and then, uh, uh, like, but you know, with, with a Netflix program, like my daughter put on like, let's walk through New Orleans or let's walk through wow. London. And then you just, you're walking, but you're seeing different things. That's so cool. <laughs> and then there is um, the other thing that we like to do is, you know, just like fitness marshal or just uh, one guy, what's his name? Spartacus that does uh, like, he does like a Zumba sort of thing, but oh. it's more flavorful. It's just really cool. <laughs> Ulysses Ulysses Spartacus and he is um he's from Mexico and does he does his uh shows out in different locations and it's just a lot of fun so that's so cool do you are you like is that did you guys have dinner together before this usually we well sometimes we we walk and do some kind of physical thing before dinner and sometimes we do it after. I mean, sorry, uh, like before um, coronavirus, like did you? Before coronavirus, I used to walk the dog. Sometimes oh. I'd walk just with the dog and sometimes I'd walk with somebody in my family, depending on what their schedule was. But I was very accustomed to having like two 45 minute blocks of like walking, um, yeah. like brisk walking. So yeah. it really, when my dog you know, past, I really felt the absence of physical activity because yeah. I did, I wasn't as motivated to walk anymore unless I had somebody with me. I, totally. Are you interested in getting a new dog or is it too soon? I don't want to get a new dog only for one reason. And that is that I really am thinking that we might move to Mexico. I want no Cool. My, my cousin, well, well, my, I have a cousin who just passed away from coronavirus and I had been promising her that, um, well, wait a minute. She passed away from a heart attack and I don't, we don't, we're not sure if it was caused by COVID or it was I'm so sorry, but it was during the, the time. Um, but the, um, I had promised her that I would move to Mexico at some point and that we would spend more time together. And I have other cousins there. And uh, last time I was there, I promised my aunt that I would go back and spend more time with her. My aunt just turned 98. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. I don't have a lot of time to, to, um, fulfill that promise. So I have to do it as soon as I get my vaccination. Yeah. I want to go to Mexico and I don't know if I'll move there permanently, but I definitely want to spend at least a couple years there. Yeah. Um, that's so I want to cool. live there for a little while. That's amazing. Where in Mexico? Um, my family's from Mexico City, but I am looking at places around there near that are like driving distance because I'm thinking that I might be able to get um, like a, a nice house if yeah. it's on the outskirts or, or um, maybe even in a, a city that's nearby instead of Mexico City. Mexico City is an awesome place and I love it. it it's just a big city. And so a lot of the, um, a lot of the places that are available for rent are apartments. And yeah. I'm kind of spoiled with living in a house here. I love yeah. having a yard. I love having privacy. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I, we went there to play, um, hypnosis festival like a couple of years ago. And then I went there. I've never really traveled like as a human, just, you know, without a band, but I actually, I did go to Mexico City just for fun with um, our first bass player, like, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And I, I fell in love. Like I, yeah. everyone says good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Like everyone is the same there. I, I, I mean, I, not, I obviously don't know that much, but I just felt like it was so warm and welcoming. And there's all of the dogs are so fancy. They all have like the most extreme haircuts and <laughs> just the food, like, I mean, just, just the food is just so, it's so like, even a piece, like I don't eat meat anymore, but a piece of chicken there is like, it is the most amazing tasting thing in the world. Like anything I ate there, even just, I don't know what the deal is, but the food is so good. Um, I don't, yeah. Do you know why? <laughs> it's yeah. Just like every tomato, every object was like, I can't believe this. Like I didn't want to leave at all. Um, so that's so cool. Maybe I can come visit you there. Yeah, please. I'd love it if you did. And last time that I, that I was there, I was there with my band and we were just only eating, um, at vegan places and there were so many good options. So yeah. I, you know, at first, cause, um, two of my daughters are vegan, so at first I was like thinking like, oh, they won't, they're not going to be happy if we go there. They're not going to, you know, want to go out to eat. And that's like, oh no, there's lots of vegan options. Yeah. And, and they do their vegan a little bit different. It's not as much like processed, like, um, meat substitutes. Yeah. Totally. Just, like just using the vegetables in a more creative way. Yeah. So, that's, it is a really good place actually for vegan and vegetarian because there's like potatoes and vegetables and things that it's not like yeah making fake meats which is yummy but you can't yeah, it is yummy too i do like <laughs> fake meats too. you can't have too much of that but yeah just the street food everything and my favorite thing i ate there which is hilarious but i have it like maybe twice a day is like when you go on the subway or whatever and you get they cut open a bag of um, Fritos and then they pour like you know like sour cream um, corn like they just make it into nachos and like pico de gallo and jalapenos and you're just like eating it from the back <laughs> like, this is heaven like I love it here now that's so cool congratulations thank that's you for you yeah you, and better, I, you better come visit me when I move 
Yeah, please. I that would be because yeah, I've been wanting to go back, and we made like so many friends there. But it's um, yeah, that I want. I need a reason, or I want a reason. I don't need one, but that would be, a, be your reason. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you so much. Was there um, anything else you wanted to say, or uh, anything else you wanted to say? <laughs> no, I. I, I... I didn't have anything just to, I just wanted to see you. Yeah. Thank you. This was like, this feels really good. It feels so nice to smile with someone. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank um, you, Bonnie. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. It's yeah. Really fun spending some time with you. Yeah. You too. We'll give your family my love um, and our love. And I will let you know uh, when this comes out and such. Okay. That sounds good.